Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Michael D Show here on PodcastJuice.net. Joining me today is Mr. Q Storm. Sir, how are you? I'm doing good because uh, my wife was the one who decided she wanted to go out and clean the pool and all that stuff. So I'm just sitting back chilling. All Let's right. do this. All right. Hey, and- me too. Me too. Wow. Okay. Hashtag me too. Wow. Making light of it. Huh? Okay. I- all right. Uh, also joining a special guest uh, because today we are talking about all things Star Wars for that matter. But Mr. Day Dropping, sir, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm glad to be here. Glad to talk some Star Wars. One of my favorite things to talk about. All right. Well, let's get right into it. <clears throat> uh, first off, we're going to do is talk about Solo. Uh, we have uh, a new Star Wars movie just came out. We are uh, on Memorial Day weekend in 2018 as we're recording this. So the movie has been out for a few days. And one, I want to give everybody a chance to talk about what they thought about the movie here on the show. And let you know, listeners, this is all spoilers, so we're not going to hold back what we have to say about it and the story points and things of that nature. Uh, with that, I want to throw out there that uh, this may be a turning point for the Star Wars movies in terms of the box office performance. Uh, this movie is, I guess, the lowest debuting Star Wars movie um, of all of them. Well, I don't know. That may may not be true. I don't know what the original movies debuted at, and those numbers were different at that time. But probably in uh, relative terms, this would be uh, the lowest uh, movie. And right now, as I'm looking, it looks like it's estimated to, a, at least locally domestic, I think it's maybe 100 and, is it 103 uh, for the weekend. Uh, yeah, that's what the estimate is. I also see a 84 uh, million number two. So let's break that down real quick. Uh, actually, it says domestic is yeah, at $103 million. Uh, the foreign take was $65 million, So you're looking at $168 million worldwide, which for any other movie out there <laughs> would be a phenomenal success. Now, uh, I heard that the budget of this movie was rumored to be in the high, you know, maybe the $400 million range. Um, so, I mean, they definitely mm. have a way to go to make that money back. But, um, you know, let's put this, let me also say this, uh, pause on pause. There's a stiff competition out there. Uh, you know, we, of course we've had the Avengers infinity war movie, uh, that came out a few weeks ago. Uh, last week we had Deadpool two that came out and then now we're dropping solo so there's a lot of competition and there's a lot of controversy, which I'm sure we will get into. With all of that said, I'm going to go to Day Dropping first. What, mm-hmm. did you, what did you think of the movie Solo? Uh, overall, I enjoyed it. It was, a, it, was a, it was a fun movie for me. But, you know, I, I, I take this like I, like I did with uh, Rogue One. I, I took it as what it was. It's a side story. And I, I see it that way. I see groups of these movies. And, and, and to, I, I group them. You got your main Star Wars movies, then you have your your side movies. And this is a side movie, and I see it as such. So I don't hold it in the same. Uh, I don't hold it to the high bar and expectations of the other ones. But I did enjoy it. I, I thought it was fun. There were times in there when when I had a smile on my face, just 
from ear to ear, just enjoying this thing. And I had moments like that with Rogue One. And I do direct comparisons with them because I think they're very similar. But I do like this one a little bit more. I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I like the characters, the story. It's very mediocre. Don't get me wrong. It's a very mediocre um, movie. But um, <clears throat> I enjoyed it for what it was. Uh, I don't. I don't see it as uh, it, a, a fail or you know a pass or fail type of thing. I enjoyed the movie. I went there. It. it I got emotional watching it. I got happy watching it. I thought it had some some sad stuff to it as well. And uh, it's not without its flaws, but it's an it's it's a good movie. It's okay, it, and it made me enjoy it on its own. And that's all I expected of it, and and it met those expectations for me, and for me that's that's good enough. Um, again, it's a flawed movie. Don't get me wrong, you know, it, it, and the story is so simple, but um, it, it's it's a movie that I it, it was like a the, your swashbuckling movie, and that's what you want with a solo movie, and it was a movie that uh, that delivered on that end. And it gave me a young Han Solo. And above all, it gave me a Kessel Run. And as a geek, you will enjoy this movie a lot more. Uh, as a casual viewer, you're going to think it's okay. I'm a geek, so I enjoyed it a little bit more than casual. But I understand that it is a very basic type of movie. But from the geek in me allows me to enjoy this and, and just take it in without holding it to the high standards of your um what do they call it? the the legacy type movies have in star wars being episodes one through nine i differentiate it from that and i enjoy it a lot more when i do that that's oh, my oh. basic take of it okay all right uh my thoughts on the movie and, and let me call out one of my brethren uh mr ampu uh he had set he had set me on a track of very high expectations <laughs> going in to see this movie Though I did take what he said as a grain of salt, but you know, when when your uh, brethren describes this movie as the, you know, next best Star Wars after Return of the Jedi, I was like, okay, uh, let, let's see what's going on here. Uh, my thoughts on this movie. I'm gonna be quite honest. I'm a hardcore Star Wars fan. Let me be clear. Uh, so I wanted this movie to be good. Uh, unfortunately. This movie was okay to me. I expect Star Wars movies to be great. Um, again, my expectations do matter because they've set the bar so high. Uh, the original trilogies, uh, in some regards, the prequels. Now, when I say that, I mean that the prequels still are special to me. There are mad problems with those movies, but I have seen those movies over and over and over and over, and it's still Star Wars to me. Uh, there are bits and pieces that I love out of those movies, and they're special to me. They, they, they have that magic that Star Wars has. The Force Awakens, to me, is, is special Star Wars. Like I, you know, some people that have problems with it, I get it, but for me, I still see that as a magical movie. The Last Jedi, for me, Parts of that magical. I still, I, I, and I get why people have a problem with that movie, which we'll probably get into. But I still was like, it's magic there. Rogue One was the first one where I was like, ah, 
I'm skeptical about this. I want it to be good. It didn't really speak to me personally, but I respect that it spoke to other people. So I say, okay, this is the first Star Wars movie that I'm on the fence with. You know, I'm just kind of like, nah. And I thought maybe, maybe you, you know, over time I would get into it. I don't watch that movie. Obviously, that movie's on Netflix. You can see it anytime. It's just not, I don't know, for whatever reason, it just doesn't work for me all the way. Solo is an interesting movie for me because it's called Solo. And it stars Han Solo, who is one of the iconic granddaddies of Star Wars. You know, you, you can't have, you know, it's Luke, Leia, Han Solo. That's, those are the heroes to me. So when I see they're going to do that, my expectations are going to go through the roof because, you know, I, I'm going to imagine I see Harrison Ford's face in my mind, if you say that name. I see Chewbacca, you know, all the classic stuff. You can only draw from the classic movies. That's just how you're not going to. You know who that character is. So I'm like, okay, they got big shoes to fill. Uh, let's go. You know, they, they, you know, and I was like, I got a bad feeling about this. This is when they first announced it. So I was like, how do you do solo? There's so much to live up to. We've heard the issues with the making of the movie. Like, okay. Eh, all right. Uh, we, we dealt with the trailer not being released for a while. Eh. And pe- you know, oh, this puzzle just want to hold it back. Well, I don't know. Eh. Now we're on the other side of this that we've seen the movie. And I'm just saying all that to line it up what I thought going in. <clears throat> so once I see the movie, at first I was like, okay, let me be there. I'm hardcore. So I'm going to tell you, to be honest, I had an issue with the intro of the movie. I don't like how they change the introductions to Star Wars. And to me, Star Wars movies, if it was up to me, they'd be... So, but I know it's not 20th Century Fox. It can't show that. But when you go into a long time ago, and then they flip it to say something else, I was like, eh, y'all clowning. Stop. <laughs> and then the music, it just doesn't have the Star Wars intro to me. And then, the, you know, I, they're not going to do, I don't know why they don't do the scroll. I, I honestly don't, why can't you do the scroll? If all of these movies are part of a story, can't this just be Star Wars solo and then scroll down, you know, and give us a little, uh, okay, he's a young boy abandoned on this, orphan, da, da, da. So I don't like that. So off the gate, I'm already feeling some kind of way. It is what it is. But once it starts, I'm kind of getting into it. It's, okay, th- th- that's Han. You know, he's, you know, he's piloting the little thing, trying to do a little job or whatever. Okay, it's kind of cool. But, as the movie goes on, I start getting kind of bored. And I'm like, uh, yeah, this is cool. But I, I got over he's not Harrison Ford. I'm not going to even hold that against the dude. He's playing a different Han. Fine. I don't have any problem with it per se. It's not who I want it to be, so I got to get over that. They ain't gonna, it, that ain't going to happen. But once about the time he gets to the Kessel run, I start falling asleep. I'm fighting to stay awake. I'm like, ugh. Because it just looks like it's just another shot of them at the controls and flying through stuff. Like, uh, okay. And, oh, the ships are chasing them. Oh, okay. This is kind of like 
when they was going through the asteroid field. And I think they even throw some of the music in there, you know, throughout. I was like, ah, okay. You, you got my attention because you're going to draw me back to what I love of the originals, but it's cheap. And I was like, eh, okay. Uh, but, but then, you know, when they show the, the train sequence, I thought that was fabulous. I was like, oh, this, this is kind of dope. You know, ah, this is high adventure. And, you know, when you see Chewie, I was like, oh, okay. Love that. But here's the thing. I'll wrap it up. By the time I got to the end of this, I was like, that's it? I was expecting the big end battle thing, and it was just fighting this gangster dude, and I kind of didn't really care. And I was just like, ah, come on. There's got to be something else going on here. Just This is not special to me this is just like another sci-fi movie or something that's okay and lando he was just all right to me again i had to just get over it he ain't billy d donald glover i love donald glover i think he's dope but he ain't billy d. he ain't even the swag of billy to me he's goofy and what i mean by that is billy d was like a man like he was yeah hey what do we have here you know he, was a, I saw him as, as a, <laughs> I've been practicing. That, that was good. <laughs> that was good. I saw him as a man. Donald Glover, I just see him as a young, and I guess he's supposed to be young, but I didn't see him as this, the magnetism that people would just be drawing. He was like, a, I don't say he's a player, but he was like a man's man or something. He just seemed like a boy or goofy. The clothes they're just brightly colored, but they wasn't Lando style. I, I, I was just, something about it wasn't, I didn't work for me. I was just a different type of character. And I kind of felt like they was low key joking on Lando in the movie. They was kind of laughing at him to me. And, you know, I'm thinking of the part, I think when they were trying his clothes on or something with the capes, <laughs> that was yeah. laughing at Lando. They wasn't embracing, they didn't do that in the original movies. So I was kind of like, eh, that's kind of hating a little bit. I see what they're doing. But they're not really celebrating them. That's just my opinion. And then, then Darth Maul. <sighs> See, I, I felt like they was trying to do a Darth Vader in Rogue One type of thing. I was like, I know they're gonna th- they're gonna throw something in here where you can't help but oh yeah. But I was just like, nah. Wait a minute. He got chopped down in the the movie Phantom Menace. Yeah, I know he brought back to life in Rebels and all that but then I was like well does this take place when does this take place he's got a full body he don't have the mechanical it's just it was just too much to be like trying to backtrack and I'm like come on man why are you bringing him back anyway he had a climactic battle in the other movie now what he's gonna be said I just like stop it you could Damn near, they could have had fucking Mace Windu in there. So if you're going to do all that, it just opens the door for just None of it matters. It's like, ah, okay, whatever. Listen, the movie was okay. But I feel that this movie is going down a road I don't want to go down. And we'll talk about it later. I've run my mouth too much. What did you think of the movie, Q-Star? Well, first impression... The title of the movie sounds like a category you'd find on RedTube, but that's that's for another conversation. Exposing yourself, but go ahead. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I I feel sorry for the young man. What's his name? Alden Ironreich. That's his name. But the name of the movie is Solo. So it's very critical that you cast. So if you're gonna do this, if you're gonna do this blasphemy, 
Right. It's very critical that the casting of the person who's filling the shoes of Harrison Ford, that is, that's where all most of the money should be going to. You spend months, years trying to cast that part, and they missed it. <laughs> they missed the mark. You said it best, Mike, and I've said this on the show many times. There's a certain, I'm not trying to get on my Afro nerve, <clears throat> but there's a certain masculinity that we don't have in leading men anymore. And Donald Glover did not pull it off with Billy D, uh, with Lando. And this guy doesn't pull it off with uh, Han. They both look like children, right? And they, he just doesn't have the, the camera doesn't like this guy, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, the film is full of, it's like, this film was afraid to give us something on its own merits. Now, they gave us a high story, which was kind of like an Ocean's Eleven type of thing. you know. And But most of the story, the framework of the story, it felt like just let's throw in lots of fan service in there. And that will that will get the that will get the fans that will distract the fans from the fact that we really don't have a solid story. There are lots of parts of this movie that drag to hell. And but but if we throw this fan service in there, oh, oh let's do the let's do the Kessel run, but we'll we'll put some asteroids in there and we'll throw the music in there from the original. Like I, I told Mike offline, when I saw that, I damn near stood up and said, No, no, knock it off. Stop it. You haven't earned that. No, no. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so you have tons of fan service. The only thing that I liked in terms of reaching back into the past was I did like it for some reason. It worked for me um, when we see how Han and Chewie meet up. Because when they said, okay, put them down in there with the creature, with the beast. I was like, well, is this going to be another Rancor or like a Sarlacc pit or something? And they threw him in the in the jail. And I still didn't know it was when they showed the, the shadow come out with the hair. I still didn't know it. And then I heard that. Oh, I was like, oh okay. All right. Okay. I'm feeling that. And like you, Mike, I was like, okay. They did that right. Then it just, I don't, I didn't care about Kira and Han because I didn't really have any basis for why they love each other. It's just just it's, it, they were just like just accept it and let's move on okay and i i'm not that type of film goer okay so i didn't buy that um and i didn't really buy any of the the, the relationship between woody harrelson uh T tobias beck bennett i think his name was i just didn't buy the dynamic of any of their characters right um and so when they get to the first action sequence when the train i just felt like okay action Action, action. Who are the people involved with the action? I need to know the people first before I can care about the action. And then, I mean, no disrespect, Ernie, but what they showed me on that Kessel run was not nearly as good as my imagination. What they showed me right off the bat with Han winning the Falcon. I mean, right, do you have to show us that right away? The kid's only 19 in this movie. Why, why, why do you have to show us everything right off the top? Well, I would say, given the box office, maybe they maybe that was a good idea because I don't know if we're gonna get a solo too. But it's just I, I don't. There's no nothing left to the imagination, and I'll end with this: this movie was like the two and a half hour equivalent of explaining midichlorians to me. It's like I don't, I don't care. Wow. Give, me a good, <laughs> give me a good story first. Give me good characters first, 
and hire if you're gonna do Han Solo, hire someone who can do and channel Han so- or Harrison Ford. Simple as that. Let, let me, let's, so let's. Here's one question I want to topic I want to get into. You know, with a movie like this, and you know, Disney obviously you know bought Lucasfilm from George Lucas, and remember when all that happened, and you know. I don't know if you go back and look at some of those early interviews with Lucas when he's talking about the deal. You know, he talks about how, you know, he had story treatments for 789 and some other movies that he handed over to them. And uh, you can hear like Kathleen Kennedy talking about, yeah, we're going to do these movies, you know, for, for, for George. And, you know, so this thing can keep going on and on. But I wonder... You know, I'm trying to wonder what was their plan or what's their plans for this Star Wars thing because, and and where I think they may have made some missteps, and where they maybe can change some things. So, and I think, and and also talking about like why did this movie underperform? I personally think Lucas Films may be in a situation where they think this shit don't stink. And, and, and I'm a Lucasfilm apologist. I, I'm, I want them to win. So I say that with respect. But I think they've missed, they, have, they may have missed the mark on what the consumers want from their movies, particularly the fans. And here's what I mean. As much as I love The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, I cannot ignore the fact that The Last Jedi has sort of split a lot of the Star Wars fan base. The people that love that movie, or there's a strong majority of people who hate that movie for other reasons. But I, was, I think this is the problem that they may have done. They may have missed, and unfortunately I think they can never get this back, they missed an opportunity of a lifetime by not having those first two movies be about Luke, Han, and Leia. I think they missed the mark on the first one. As much as I love the first one, I know that that ending had people feeling a certain kind of way. People want to see Luke, Leia, and Han. Now, that, that movie had Han Solo in it, which killed him. Okay. Leia was sort of in the background, but you didn't show Luke until the very end, and he didn't say nothing. I can look at that now and see how that could be the start of the slap of the face that <laughs> some fans are like, well, what's going on here? But there's so much love for the franchise that they look past. Okay, well, they got something planned for us. Hold on, everybody. Says, okay, let that go. Now, the second movie, of course, Han is dead. Uh, Leia's now brought to the forefront. And now we're finally going to see Luke. We've been waiting to see Luke since Turn of the Jedi. And then when you finally see him, he takes the lightsaber and tosses that shit and chucks it. Like, God, fuck this stuff. That was the second slap to the face. And then through the course of that movie, because they do not give people that heroic Luke that they wanted, people got problems with that. I like that movie, but I could see how people could have problems with that. And the fact that you can never, ever have on the same screen Luke, Leia, and Han. Obviously, Carrie Fisher is no longer with us. Han is dead. Now, Luke possibly dead as well. 
You never brought them back on screen to have that adventure, which these, to me, these movies are built on that, them having the adventure. I think they, so they missed a big mark with that. They can't never have that back now. Those original actors, it's just, it's just not possible. And I think that going on, and then you announce Solo, and you're announcing these other movies, I think the fans are some of the some of the fans are kind of washing their hands. This is not my. I see a lot of people. This is not my Star Wars no more. You know what's going on here? You got Ray. And, <clears throat> I mean, you know that's cool, but eh, where's that going? And then the second movie almost sort of ends that story. You don't know what they're gonna do in the third movie. Rogue One. Which some people do like that movie. Some people didn't, you know, but it's like characters that don't necessarily matter. They're dead anyway. Uh, and now you have this movie and then, you know, they have that ridiculous pansexual statement, you know, that is not really played in a movie per se, but it's going to become a big thing. I think people was just like, you know what, man, forget this stuff. And I'm not, I'm not with this stuff. I'm not, I'll go see it once, but I'm not going back three or four times like I normally would. I'm good. And then as the buzz starts happening. And to me, when you have this movie and you, you decide to do this, this takes them down the road that I could see them saying, you know what? We did Solo. Okay, now let's do Leia. Let's do Leia movie. Mm -hmm. Who are you, you going to get to play that? Oh, we'll find somebody. And then let's get that Luke movie popping. <laughs> yeah, we'll find somebody. <laughs> let's get that Luke movie going. Well, who are we going to get? Oh, we'll get some young guy. And then once we do that, you know what we're going to do? We're going to go back and do 7, 8, 9 with the new Luke Leia actors. But listen, that's where I can see they try to go with this. And it's probably eventual that that's going to happen. Because in my opinion, they're more concerned about cranking these movies out every year than they are the story because Agreed. to me yeah. you shouldn't be doing you only do solo if you're really going to add something to it but i just don't i think it was rushed out there was many other movies in my opinion you could do but as looking at what they're you know then they announced boba fett how are you gonna do boba fett well why would you he was a minor character empire strikes back not even mine. He appeared in there. And then he had a little scene in Return of the Jedi. And then, of course, you had the prequels. But my thing is, Boba Fett only works as long as you leave that mask on. If you pull that mask off of Boba Fett, where's the mystique? Can, can I say where's one thing? Real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. See, <clears throat> I, I want to disagree with you slightly. I agree with you in... Why would you do a Boba Fett? Only because I'm an old head and I don't want to see, just like with Star Trek, which I am a complete fan of now. I don't like these new movies, right? But now I was a huge fan of Rogue One. I know you weren't. But for the same reason Rogue One worked overall, I think that's the reason why a Boba Fett film, if you're going to do it, probably would be a better deal because... Han Solo, we know who Han Solo is. We've we, we seen him in three films. Well, four now, all right? We know that character. With Boba Fett, he's like a blank slate. 
Mm-hmm. You can write not necessarily him. a blank slate. You know him as the well, kid, yeah. Django Fett. No. But I, I know where he's going. There's more room to establish that character. Yes. Right. That, that it, is very like, true. It's not, it's, it's not like you're going back and creating a younger version of something that may or may not match up with what we know. You can create. You can do whatever story you want with Boba Fett because he hasn't been established as other than a bounty hunter who gets killed in Return of the Jedi. Right. But see, the only thing I would say back is they did that with Darth Vader, and I don't think that worked. No, what, no, but what do you mean they did that? They didn't. Well, the, what do you pre- mean? the prequels that did that, right? They had a, They didn't just give him one movie. They did a whole series of movies That's going point. back on his point. character to try to flesh him out. And I don't think that worked. You made my that, point. Well, you that's what I'm saying. Why no. would you do that? It's the same thing with Boba Fett. Boba Fett works how he works now. You don't need no, no, to no. give him all of that type of stuff. You, no, you take I, away the mystery of why that character is successful to begin with. Uh, what I'm saying is that it wouldn't. It, it didn't work with Darth Vader. Because we already had a, our image of Darth Vader from the first three movies. Well, Same you already have an Solo. image of this guy from the first Boba two Fett. of the second ones, and then you had him in the prequels. Well, no, but so you actually have more of Darth, of Boba Fett at this point than you no. would have had. Yeah, you did, because you saw his dad, right? You see how he comes to be, and then they right. set up his motivations in that movie that you're supposed to say, oh, he wants to go after them because they killed his dad. They've given you more than they would have given you Darth Vader at that point when they went back to decide to go. I don't see that at all. Well, here, let me see. Okay, Darth Vader. What did you know about Darth Vader? You knew that you didn't know nothing about Darth Vader in those first two movies. You just knew he was the bad guy until he tells you. That's all I need to know. Right. Right. I I agree. I knew more than that, though. I did know more than that. In the first movie, what did you know? I knew that he was part of the Empire. He was uh, a creature that. Uh, was uh, had this um, mystical ability called the Force. Right. He was a creature of id. He was a villain, and then we built on that in the second one. He he was Luke's father. Right. He he was right. given more power by Palp by I, yeah we knew we didn't know him was Palpatine by the Emperor. And then in the third movie comes full circle. All he, right. To, now to, to now to put that counter Boba to Boba Fett, Fett we, we you knew that, that he was a Boba. You know he was a bounty hunter in the second movie, no. right? Yeah, you didn't know that. You didn't know. know what I'm saying, right? No, but let, let's do the other side. You knew Boba Fett was a bounty hunter in the second movie, right? He was hired he, to come. I knew he was a bounty hunter, and that's it. Right. He was hired by Darth... Uh, no, you, you knew more than that. You knew he was a, he was a bounty hunter. You know he was hired by uh, Darth Vader to get But Han you didn't Solo. know him as a person. You knew Darth... You, you felt well, Darth let, Vader oh, let, Hold on. You, 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 you laid three movies out. I'm going to lay the two movies and, and make my point. You knew at the end of that that he captured Han Solo. The second, the third, uh, the third movie, you knew that he was working there with Jabba. He was still in the background. Uh, they go and insert him in other little scenes in the special edition. But then you also know that he, he was a threat to Han Solo and Lando because they had a fight scene in there. And then you knew he, that he died. Cool. But right? I, don't, I don't know. Him. You're you, saying that's the equivalent of knowing Darth No, I, I said, I, I said those movies, I said, then he was in the prequels. Let me say the prequels, right? So that's what he you knew about him. Kid. I don't know anything. Right. About but let me just make my point. You, you keep jumping. <laughs> so then, you know, he uh, died in this. Now, you knew he died in the second. I know who died. Boba Fett. He, he went down the scar. Oh, I thought pit. you were talking about the prequels now. OK, no, go I haven't. So let me, I just want to say, if you let me continue. <laughs> so, you know that he died. I want to establish that we knew he died. Right. That, that's right. really. So once they reverse that, that's the first red flag. But that's Lucas. Reverse it. What do you mean reverse it? <coughs> well, they brought him back to life, right? He didn't die. What are you talking about? 
I, I, Ernie, you know what I'm talking about. You're a Star Wars. Yeah, fan. yeah, right. yeah. Are you talking about? Are you talking about something outside of the movies? Yes. Okay, I don't know nothing about that. That's why I said, I know, for fans, right. gonna know. Now, going into the prequels, right. they set his whole, which is unnecessary to have him in there, but they set him up to now Jango Fett, his dad. So they're gonna really go back and try to give you reasons why Boba Fett is who he is. And uh-huh. you see that he's actually tied into an even deeper thing of these clones that are actually the stormtroopers. So you're going to learn that he's actually the blueprint, one of the blueprints for actually a lot of the shit that's going on uh, in this. And they try to tie him all into this political upheaval type of situation. His dad was hired by another Jedi Knight to take down, help take down the whole thing. And then they bring you to the second prequel movie where he's on that planet. Was, uh, was it? Geonosis. Second? Geonosis. And then you see that he was this little kid. He was a clone of his dad. And then he, off the bat, he already had a nasty attitude toward Obi-Wan. He said, I don't like these people. Then wait a minute. Wait, Boba Fett was a clone of Jango Fett? You did yeah. watch the movies, right? You said you didn't know. So now this is a history lesson. So I, I, didn't, I, didn't know, I didn't know that. See, I didn't get that from the movie, no. There yeah, you Bo- go. Boba was a clone off of Jango. Jango kept Boba and didn't allow him to progress in age as much as all the other clones did. He wanted one copy copy for himself. Well, I mean, that's that's the explanation behind it. He wanted one one kid for himself. It's in the movie, yes. That that, that lady says it. He kept one for him. He wanted to keep one for himself. (laughs) The real tall, long, long neck. Okay. So, so you want to just take the L now? <laughs> no, I, I don't. Mike, let me just be, let me be very clear. Let me be very clear. If you are saying, if you are saying that seeing a, a few scenes of a young Boba Fett and then seeing Darth Vader say, "Bring him back alive," no vapor, no vaporizations, and then seeing a scene of him getting his ass kicked in the Sarlacc pit, if you're saying that that's the equivalent of knowing the breadth of knowledge of, that we got of Darth Vader and Han Solo, I'm saying you better take this L back. Well, that's not what I'm saying because I'm talking about the, the oh. prequels now, which you didn't include in what you just said. I did. I said you saw him as a kid in the prequels. As I'm saying, you get more <laughs> of Boba Fett than you do of Darth Vader by the time they and decide to, to, to... That's completely by wrong. The time I that they do, can I finish wrong. what I'm saying? As they, I don't agree with you, but... I, okay. I understand, but let me make my point. You're not the host. <laughs> Quiet. Silence. As the time that he gets to get his own movie as they're going to do, you'll know a lot about this more this character. So, and that's my point because going back to they, they gave you his motivation. They over-explained his motivations to you when you didn't really need all that. And now we're talking about making a whole other movie about him to even go deeper. I assume the movie picks up after the events of uh, what's the name of the second movie again? Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones and give us his life leading up to it. For why? Like, what does he do? Are they, and there's somehow, I, you already know, they're going to try and tie that into some other thing that happens later on. Or, oh, let's bring it up to why he's going after Han or why he's working for Jabba or something. You don't right. need to do that. Yes, can you make a story for that? Of course you can. You can make a story for anything. But my point is to say, it's going to strip away the mystique in why you don't have to do that for these characters. Not everything has to be explained. You don't have, there's no real storytelling where you over explain every background character. It's only done for money, which I understand this is a business. But I think their problem is, to come back to my original thing is, 
because they're only thinking about it in terms of money is why I think Star Wars is ultimately going to be devalued and not appreciated and not have the magic that Star Wars is known for. Because to me, Solo, if somebody said, well, well man, I'm going to go see Solo. In my heart, I want to say, yeah, you go see it. But I'll be like, you know what? Go watch Serenity. <laughs> That's a better movie. They got Solo in that movie. He's done better in that. They got a cast, a character, people on a ship. They go on a mission. People die. And there's a real threat. And, and it's a new story. I say, go watch that. That's a better sci-fi movie than this. Because there's no magic in this movie. So I, to me, it's just like, they're devaluing this whole thing, man, by doing right. this. And I think you, that's a wrong step. Go, anybody can jump in. Yeah, you know what? I kind of take it, what you're saying, uh, one step further. I think, my feeling is that you have your original trilogy, right? We, we've got that. And that was a product of its time because of the way it was released, because of the way it was structured. They are, they're, they're corny movies. We know that. But they're fun movies. And, and they worked at the time that they were released. When you... If you're going to watch a movie in the 80s, late 70s, 80s, you're going to go to the movie theater to watch. That's the only way you're going to watch it. You're not going to then get that movie come out a year later on TV somewhere. It's not going to happen. Um, you're, if you're lucky, no, there wasn't even the thought that that movie's ever going to come out on TV. That was never a thought. You're going to watch it in a theater and that's it. You get the advent of, of VHS and you start being able to have the ability, if you have a lot of money, you can watch it at home. And then it goes on further. It goes on to DVDs, Blu-rays. And here's where I'm getting at with this. So you got the, you had the kind of like a blueprint set out when you did the prequels that this isn't going to work too much longer, folks, if, if ever again. It, it showed you that episodes one, two, and three, though the, you could have fun watching it. It, the nostalgia died out quick after episode one because people realized that, you know, I could just watch this in a few months at home. Now, with my opinion, and I'm taking one step further, you guys are saying that maybe this one should have been, the movie could or could not have been done. I say from a theatrical release, everything after episode three should not have been released theatrically. They should not have released that in the theater because that the, the whole experience of theater watching had changed so much that it didn't lend itself to that type of serial release anymore. Because you could just see it, it was so, um, what's the word, I guess, disposable, these type of movies. You can't do that. We talk about, to kind of draw lines to, to music, that uh, releases before were sequenced a certain way because when you're done with side one, you got to take it off, turn around side two. And that's why things were released that way. That's why they were sequenced that way. This is why these original trilogies were released the way they were as serials because they were intentionally done that way to uh, go along with what was uh, released in the 20s and 30s, those serial type movies. We know this. This is common knowledge for people that, that, that know movies and, and, and know Star Wars and how Lucas did these. I think... From um, after episode three, that should have been learning that, okay, we can't do this like this anymore. And years later, when you get down to doing episode six, seven, Rogue One, and now Solo, I really think that those type of releases should have been done more on a smaller scale in that maybe, um, I don't know, like on HBO, a la Game of Thrones style, where you can flesh things out really well, or um, on some kind of Netflix release 
where where you can elaborate on on these stories because I do agree with you Mike that these that the storylines are really suffering because they they require a lot more and this is to go along with what you say a lot more um, explaining of characters so that you care if they're just thrown at you just because it doesn't explain things the way they should I really think that these movies should not be released theatrically that way and I know they do it for money I think they better lend themselves to coming to being released on a uh, a different platform that allows for them to be able to do things sequentially. When that sense, movies like Solo, um, movies like Rogue One, can be done in 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 pieces here, and you can really uh, flesh it out. They talked at one point about doing a live action series. That would have been great. Uh, and uh, phone, goddamn, turn it off. <laughs> I know. There we go. All right. Um, Another thing that bothers me on this is uh, connecting the dots. You're making the universe tiny when you connect dots. Why do you do that? You don't need to do that. This universe is vast. And that's where, again, having uh, having it on a smaller platform like that, where you can go into these other things, the expectations are not as high when it's not a theatrical release. And you can then flesh it out. Let me jump in just to say this, though. The, The thing, though, is... So Disney, here's what they need to do, because I hear what you're saying, but what they're going to do is pull the receipts on you and say, well, oh, you know, here's, yeah. but, but here's the thing that they need to recognize that they, they've done very well. Marvel. So Marvel does is everything <laughs> Marvel is doing. They're doing serialized movies. They're releasing them on the big screen. And, and they all work. There's no excuses. You know, people say, oh, you, well, they released Solo too close five months later from that. Uh, well, what was the time difference between Black Panther and Infinity War? Okay. Or what was yep. the difference between Thor, Black Panther? That don't got nothing to do with it. When you actually have a story that you're working toward, you can do whatever you want to do. And I think the thing with these other movies and stuff, they don't, it seems as if everybody's doing their own thing. Like there is no underlying, the underlying story it's not really being told as well. Now, again, LucasArts can just look at Marvel and say, okay, well, they, obviously they have a grand des- design here that they're doing. There is an underlying story that they have going on, you know, they, they're leading up to Thanos or whatever. Star Wars, maybe they can do that, you know. Yeah, if you're going to do a movie every year, well, then maybe have these all sort of leading up to something as opposed to just backtracking and telling stories that we already sort of know the outcomes to. Well, can't nothing happen to Lamb, Han Solo, because he's going to be in A New Hope. Or, you know, why going back or back and forth? Look at what Marvel's doing. They're not backtracking movies. Their movies all move sort of forward. There's not some movie where, well, let's go back and make, you know, Captain America uh, here. They did you the origin movie to set him up, but it brought you right back to where he was. When the next movie moved the whole story, his next movie impacted all of the other movies, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. So to me, Star Wars, maybe they need to look at that if they are in fact going to release these movies all the time. And again, they have something that Marvel, I was going to say Marvel doesn't have, but I don't know now. They had that goodwill, and this is maybe where they got their shit don't stink. They had the goodwill. They they could drop anything and it was going to shut the game down. Oh, we're going to, you know, Force Awakens, bam, biggest movie of all time. Uh, Last Jedi, oh, they don't like, F you, look at the receipts. <laughs> We're going to win. 
And I think they got a reality slap in the face. Oh, we're going to drop solo. Doesn't matter what they're... We're going to win. And boom. Oh, no, we didn't. Wait a minute. Maybe we better start paying attention to what the fans want to see. And regardless of, we just think we can put anything out and it's going to work. So, no, I'd say on one hand, they're going to have to stop to look. And, yeah, they're going to put these on movies. They're going to have their live action TV show. But Star Wars is the magic. Star Wars is the blockbuster. You're supposed to be able to drop it and this shit is going to blow. But I think when, and here's my last point, I'm shut up. I think also, too, when you have the movie being made by people that were not like hardcore Star Wars heads and devotees, which I think is starting to kind of happen now, in my opinion, we're kind of moving away from a generation of filmmakers that were so influenced by Lucas and Spielberg and just they, they waited their whole lives. They wanted to do something on Star Wars or they if, if they haven't already worked at Lucasfilm, maybe getting the reins. And I think these people that they're giving the reins to, they don't look at it as much uh, because I think with Solo, you look at, whoa, they had the fire of the original directors, right? Now they're now you're hearing stories of maybe the original writers was trying to clown on Kathleen Kennedy uh, by certain characters in the movie. Maybe that was why she fired them. <coughs> you're hearing about the the robot was L three three something R three or whatever. Some people feel like they were that was actually a parody of her and, and the stuff that he's talking about. Oh, and then you have Ron Howard, which is a success in his own right. He's got his own way of doing it. Uh, you had the guys who did Rogue One. Obviously, they had major problems. They had to reshoot a lot of it. I just think that there's the care of these people who grew up on it. We're starting to get away from that generation. And now you're getting regular, you know, you're getting different movie guys with their own sensibilities they want to inject into these movies. You know, Ryan Johnson, the same thing. They want to inject their own sensibilities into these. And I think they're forgetting that the audience of these movies, the hardcore fans, they want to see Star Wars done in a certain way. That's what they love. You try to shift away from that and you're trying to thumb your nose like you don't want to hear what they got to say. No, we're going to do it this way. I think you got, you're going to get a little pushback. And I think they kind of got some pushback on this one. Nah, we ain't going to support this motherfucker. You. So anyway, that's my thoughts. I, I'm going to keep it simple. For me, it's simple. Tell us good stories. Uh, stop trying to go back into the past with iconic characters. You can go back into the past with interesting characters that we may be familiar with, but not with the iconic characters that we already have in our mind, who they are, how they behave. You know, and our imaginations can get us to where they were, starting with a new hope. Don't you know? Don't do Leia. Don't do Luke. You shouldn't have done Han. Don't do Chewie. Um, all the other ca- you know, characters that were minimal in the Star Wars story from the original trilogies, go ahead, fine, knock yourself out. But give us a good story. Give give us give us uh, uh, people who give us quality actors. Uh, and the other thing is, we need to be we. I'm gonna say we as people of color. And uh, men need to be careful about when we say uh, they need to give the fans what they want, because a lot of these fans out here aren't complaining about the same things we're complaining about. They're complaining because there's too many uh, women and minorities in these new Star Wars films. So when you say we, they need to give the fans what they want, just you, you got to be you got to be aware of where that might go when you say that. I'm not saying you're wrong, but just be aware. Well, I'm speaking about, as you're speaking generally, I'm speaking about real Star Wars heads. I'm not talking about the political Star Wars fans or racial Star Wars fans. They ain't got nothing. I mean, you can say that about anything. 
I'm talking about just core fans of the genre. They want to see, they wanted to see Han, Luke, and Leia. You know, they want to see heroes. They want to see magic. So if it doesn't matter if it's a, so at this point, you, you know, you can't get those guys back. But if you're going to have whoever the hero is, whether you want to say it's Ray or Finn or somebody, then you still have to have magic, though. You still have to have adventure. You have to, it has to be special, which is hard to do if you're trying to crank these things out because that ain't how magic happens. You know, unless you have a super genius at the wheel, you know, and, you know, my, I always, my analogy would be Prince or something. Yeah. You got, but he's a once in a lifetime guy or, you know what I mean? So they don't have George Lucas right now. They, I don't know who they, so they have Kathleen Kennedy. Someone has to be able to create magic every time, which you can't do. Even Marvel can't do that. All those movies aren't good, but they work well enough that they have the, yeah, this one was okay. Ant-Man, that was cool. But then they'll drop Civil War. Oh, crazy. You know, a, whore, whore, a Thor, yeah, that was all right. But then they'll drop Black Panther. And then they came back with another Affinity War. So, But I mean, you know, it's a place that they are able and they are in a, in a position where they can say, you know, we're going to foster this thing. This is where we're going. Star Wars just needs to say this is all they're saying is this is where we're going and drop movies every year <laughs> and we'll yep. just pull oh, let's do a Boba Fett oh, let's do a Kenobi movie huh? let's do a Jabba movie no write a new thing and maybe do a movie based I, I wouldn't be mad if they did a, a Finn movie it's a new character we don't know much about him and he matters in these things because he's gonna he's in the, the big trilogy so why wouldn't you flesh his character out and then have the events in that matter to the next movie instead of pulling back some character they ain't got shit to do with the new movies. And you're trying to, I don't know, are they trying to appeal to older fans who would give you the middle finger, like, don't make this? Or are they trying to appeal to younger fans who are only familiar with, by, that just doesn't make any sense. You know, it's just a pure money grab, and I don't think it, it cheapens the brand. That's my whole, my issue is that it is cheapening the brand. I can't imagine where they're going to be in 10 years. It'd be like, oh, another Star Wars movie's coming out. Eh, I don't want to see that shit. Just another, you know, it'd be like something that nobody, it'd be like Friday the 13th or some shit. Like, ah, I don't want to see that shit. Oh, is it coming on video? Oh, yeah, eh. Yeah, I'll get around watching it whenever. Eh, shit's corny. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. Like, they have to keep that quality up. But I don't know if they need to change the guard of what's going on. That's the other thing, too. <clears throat> and you brought up a point you about some people who don't want to see the women or different things listen <clears throat> if it was up to me i prefer them keep all of that shit out of the movies i want to see adventures <laughs> whoever that gonna be but if your intention is we're gonna deliberately make this character one thing or the other to me you're getting away from the core of star wars star wars to me was an adventure movie it was it was a it was inspired by the, the serials of old time and it was Flash Gordon and all that shit. If you're trying to interject, and you know, Lucas, same thing. When he was trying to interject all these little political stuff and the sequel or prequels and all that, it's just, it's too much weight. You know, it's too much, I don't care about all this. And, well, if one ruler takes over, ah, man, can I see the wizards, please, and the swashbuckling? <laughs> 
<laughs> that's what I'm here for, man. I ain't, yeah. You ain't got to try to tell me. Were you trying to be smart? This shit ain't smart. This is a, supposed to be a fun movies. What the fuck are you doing? So I think, it, you know, it can get away from that. And I, I look at, uh, again, look at Marvel. They're not weighing that stuff down politically. They easily could. But they're giving you, man, we're doing superhero shit, man. It's fantastical stories with great characters. We're not, you know, and, and again, look at Black Panther. That movie could have easily been, and for some people it maybe it is, but people say, that's just a great movie, man. Whatever his race was, he was just done dope. Uh, so I think Star Wars can follow suit, man. They, they got to they gotta do something. This is, a, to me, it's a wake-up call movie, man. Like, yo, get this shit together, man. Still a successful movie, but they got to, they, they can't. I know that, that the meeting tomorrow, boy, Bob Iger will be like, listen. <laughs> hmm. get this I'm telling, you know, I, I don't know why this is so difficult for them to understand. It doesn't take a long meeting to understand why this movie didn't do it. It's because Han Solo is an iconic character, and you can't just put anybody. First of all, you shouldn't do it because that's really the, no actor is going to be able to fill those shoes. Yeah, I, I've seen some YouTube clips of this is one actor, uh, Anthony Ingruber, who does a spot on Han so- Harrison Ford as Han Solo uh, imitation. He's brilliant, but even him, it's still Han Solo is Harrison Ford. So if I'm if I'm in that meeting, I'm look, I'm I'm like, um, who who greenlit this movie to begin with? I did, sir. You're fired. Pack up and get the fuck out. <laughs> okay. What what's next on the slate? Okay, we're not doing that. We're not doing a Leia movie. You're fired. We're not doing uh, a, a Luke, a young Luke movie. You're fired. You know what I'm saying? It's not that hard. Don't right. try to recast iconography. See, that's why I'm, that's why these new Star Trek movies are. You know they're make they're getting a little bit of paltry money, but they're not doing seven seven hundred million a billion. That's because people aren't buying it. So, so you got that guy in the back of the at the desk. Well, what about James Bond, right? And he's going to argue. What about James Bond? Well, well he's going to argue. You had Sean Connery, and then you had such and yep. such, and you had such and such, and you had such and such, and, but gonna, the mo- and those movies keep coming out to two thousand and eighteen. Yeah. So they're the going to argue that we can turn this. Into that, well, gonna, I have a counter to that, though. Sure, go ahead. Those movies, the stories tend to progress forward. Now they did jump backwards with Daniel Craig, but that's the first time in since 1962. Typically, those movies are all gone forward. They didn't jump back. They, let's find it. Let's let, let's do James Bond when he was a kid, when he was a teenager. They right, didn't do right, that. Right. right. Well, <laughs> I, I, well, that's the, and so that's the dilemma, right? They sitting on the biggest franchise of all time. They're sitting on each movie, shitting on the box offices on release, and they killed that character. So they're like, "Well, how do we keep milking that?" And so that's why that guy in the back is going to say, "Well, you can use this part. You know, statistically, it can't work because they've done it before with the franchise, and then we have the best franchise. So can't we do it too?" And, and maybe they're and the thing. Maybe no, you can't. But again, I could see that that mindset saying that, well, you know, and then they're going to pull Batman or something like that. They're going to say, well, any of these characters, people are replaceable. People accept them. So I, I don't know. I'm very curious to see, because to me, in my opinion, I think they're setting it up so that they can 
eventually say, oh, you like this guy. You accepted him enough. Let's, let's have you accept a new Leia and let's have you accept a new Luke. And we're going to we're gonna have a new dream team off these same mm-hmm. iconic characters. And they're going to say, well, James Bond did it. Batman does it. Da, 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 da. And now we can do it. We have more cachet than any of those franchises because, again, we don't think our shit stinks. And these, you know what I mean? If they, and, if, and if these movies continue to make money, damn the story. <laughs> so I can see why they're trying to do this. And then I can see why they're going to use, they could be like, what? Hey, it has worked before. And if, if, if they can do it and they don't even have the numbers that we do, of course we can do it. Yeah, so I, I don't know, man. This is why. Refresh my, when is it? Just refresh my memory. I'm not, I'm not challenging you, but just refresh sure. my memory. When has it worked before? No, I'm saying with James Bond, uh, Batman. They didn't, do that. Just, they didn't do what they're doing with Star Wars. Well, I'm Wars. saying they took the lead character and gave you a different person <laughs> playing them, and people accepted it. They took Batman and ex- changed the character and accepted it. You know, Some would argue, well, it took Spider-Man all these last 10 years, and, and you've accepted them. The movies did not bomb. And you're still making movies with new characters playing the, playing the title character, which just goes to show that people will accept it. Will they? Will every? I guess they have to wrestle. Will every movie be the Force Awakens box office? No, but we but can think- accept. We can accept dropping a hundred million dollar mo- weekend movies every year, and that could be a damn su- success for them. I, I would say to that executive in the back of the room that's saying it's been done before. And they, if they brought up Batman, Superman, James Bond, if they brought up all these examples, I would say, well, you know, son, those properties have been around like Superman and Batman since the 30s. Right. And we've seen many different people portray those characters. And, and it worked from the 30s on. It's, ne- it's a necessary evil if we want to continue that. Star Wars is different. Star Wars has only been around since 1977. And those characters, dare I say, have become more iconic in their genre than even Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, who can be replaced. <laughs> I would well, say that to them. I don't, to I don't know. I would say most moviegoers don't know anything beyond Christopher Reeve, right? Which arguably probably came out the same year or late, year later before Star Wars. I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> no, I'm saying most moviegoers, the, the, people hold Christopher Reeve, you, I would imagine, hold Christopher Reeve as the totem pole of Star Wars iconography. And so most people identify with that before they would identify with anything else. And I'm saying is they still continue to make new movies with somebody playing that character. So they would say it works. And it doesn't go in. That goes goes far back as as far as uh, the New Hope does, doesn't it? The reason that works is because, as I said, Superman has been around since 1930s. And he's already been played by a number of people. So it's already been established in, I'm going to say, quote-unquote, primitive times, like the 30s, 40s, and 50s. Right, but those moviegoers um, it, don't matter in today's... I'm, I'm saying in terms of the people who matter, like your age and, and, and forward, they're not, they don't reference those other people you mentioned. Because no, I don't have no idea who they are either. But I'm saying my I'm point saying, is to say that that movie came out around the same time as A New Hope, and the totem pole recognizes Christopher Reeve, but that, that has not stopped them from recasting that character and having successful movies. And well, I would argue that Star Wars is probably more um, pop culture larger than Superman is at this point. Obviously, that's my point, Mike. Well, well that's, that's what I'm saying. So they would feel him. that they have the cachet to replace him because it, uh, it, they, it, they're never going to lose. 
if the Superman I, movies never necessarily lose, even though we would say they do, box office tell you different. There's a reason why they keep making them, even if they're not the biggest movies that come out. It's such an ingrained part of American culture. It, it doesn't matter. <clears throat> right? Right. And I think Star Wars is almost probably, they would argue Star Wars the same way. It sounds like you're proving my point. My point is, Star Wars, you said this, Star Wars is a bigger pop culture phenomenon right. than Superman. That's exactly why you can't replace Han Solo. Well, I, I'm saying, I, I, I kind of do agree with you, but I'm saying I can see their point as to say, well, we're going to win regardless. Well, you're not, because of Solo. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying, but see, that's the thing. For most movies, that would be a box office nightmare, or that would be a box office success. But if I'm, I'm saying, if you do the numbers, though, if, you, if, if they can accept that we can take, again, this is still the first weekend, it's did 100, 100 million. If somebody can say, well, we're going to drop $100 million movies on weekend that most movies don't ever do, and we're going to do that every year, that's a win. <laughs> Ain't no, I mean, that could, again, if you look at it that way, they're not going to lose. They can say, well, we're going to drop the out of trilogy movies, and those are going to guarantee us $100 million each each time they drop first weekend, and then the other ones go on to do billions. <laughs> Keep them going. I, I assume <laughs> that's what they think, because they, they know, they project what these movies are going to do. Now, they were off on the projections on this one, but again, I'm just saying, if they are okay with that, They'll continue. They well, again, unless they drop Boba Fett and they drop Kenobi, they're going to continue on forward with their once a year plan. But we'll see. I, I, again, we'll see. I think they probably will be OK with that. They will probably do some restructuring to make it play on a public or on the public outcry level, kind of like what Warner Brothers did. OK, move that guy or fire that person. But they gonna still move forward with what they're going to do. I, but we'll see. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm curious. Kathleen Kennedy's gonna still be working there. Pardon me, tell me she. Well, that's another will be. thing. That's another thing. I mean, Kathleen Kennedy. I mean, I grew up with her um, through Steven Spielberg. And even if you say she fucked up this time around, I would think she's got enough goodwill in the bank, where people are saying, "Well, she's gonna be working there." And you're not the only one saying that. I'm like, really? I mean, E.T. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Come on. You know, she she can't get some slack on this one this one mistake. It's a business. <laughs> Again, do most of them you know, do most of them get a slack? Sign that no. You know what's funny is I just googled her and uh, on the uh, Wikipedia on the sidebar on my uh, search engine, they got a photo of her. It says Kathleen Kennedy, American film producer, and she's looking so pathetic. <laughs> I'm like, damn. <laughs> I mean, wow. I, I, she's I calling mean, I think shots, she, so you, she you deserves have to, a little bit better. Well, yeah, I think uh, they can't ignore their fan base. That's that's the only thing I would say. So I'm not saying you should fire anybody like that, but obviously, if your core fans got issues, uh, and this movie sort of stalls a little bit, it would behoove them not to at least understand all the talk because I'm looking at I follow a lot of these movie sites and YouTubers and all this stuff and you can see the consensus of a lot of the conversation is what's going on with Kathleen Kennedy what's going on with Ryan Johnson why are these movies going this direction so they, they would be fools to ignore the conversation uh, and I'm curious where they go are they still going to do the Ryan Johnson trilogy <laughs> okay I'm, I'm curious to hear about that 
you know. So we'll see, man. But <clears throat> they they gotta come with something. They gotta they gotta come with something, man. And I'm, I'm I can't wait for episode nine. You know, I, you know what? <clears throat> I'm I'm just. Of course, I'm gonna go see it because I don't want to miss the one good one. <laughs> But I'm kind of done with Star Wars, man. I, I, it, it hurt. Can I just say this real quick? I'll take one minute. I think everybody here knows I'm a Star Trek fan, right? But I used to walk the line between, when someone say, which are you like better, Star Wars Star Trek? I'm like, uh, I can't choose. They're both dope. Now I'm completely team Star Trek. And, and what's sad about that is that as huge of a Trek fan as I am, I know that, I kind of hate to say this, but the best Star Trek I've ever seen it's not fucking with them three trilogies, man. With them three first movies. Nothing Kirk did, Picard, Janeway, nothing that they did is fucking with them first three movies. So it so it, it hurts me to say I am completely Star Trek now. Cause oh, that's Star, nice. Star Star Wars is dead to me. Well, let me ask you this though on a star just pure Star Trek question, because I think it would be uh-huh. more relative to this. <clears throat> What's your favorite Trek? Is it the new movies or the old ones or the Oh no, 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 no. Not at all. Uh, if you're talking about movies, strictly movies, well, just whatever Star Trek, I, anything Star Trek. What's well, your is, favorite it is Star different. Trek? It is different. For uh, on TV, it's uh, Next Generation. Movies, it's the original series cast of movies. So that, that's how I look at Star Wars. That's why I said a better comparison. I, Somebody was like, "What's your?" F-? Listen, I like the original trilogy. I mm-hmm. do like Force Awakens and that, but I'm cool on Rogue. I'm cool on Solo. Uh, some of the books, I'm super cool on. Uh, I don't really watch Rebels or the Clone Wars. I can respect it, but I'm cool on all that. So it's, that's how I look at the same way I would imagine a hardcore Trek person would look at Trek. There's a whole bunch of different Trek you could choose from, but uh-huh. I'm with this. All the other stuff, uh, either, yeah, it's cool, or I'm cool on that. That ain't the real Trek. That's how I look at Star Wars now. It's like there's the real shit and there's that money shit. I'm cool on all that other money shit. Y'all, I'm, I'm glad that people do like it because it's Star Wars, but I'm cool with it. Just like, see, I think, just like how I look at Star Trek, the first or well, the newer ones. So the first yeah. movie that came out, I really like that movie. But I but I'm not a super Star Trek dude. So I can look at that and say, oh, that movie was just made for today's generation. They damn near shooting laser guns and space battles. But I know that that ain't the real Star Trek. But I'm not. You know what I'm saying? But I like that. Now, you probably look at that movie and be like, yeah, that was cool. But are you serious? It ain't fucking with the original TV show or the original <laughs> cast movies, but you know what I'm saying. So that's how I would look. And when you say about Rogue One, that's why I'd be like, I laugh at it. Yeah, I get it. I, I understand why you like it, but that ain't the real shit. Just as if that movie ain't oh, the no, real Star Trek. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! You're not saying that I'm not. I'm not with the original stuff. You're not. You're not trying to take my car. No, no, no. I'm saying I know you don't hold oh, okay. that new movie <laughs> over the original stuff. No, but I'm sure. Well, stop lying now. Come on, stop it. I told you, Rogue One is. It, <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm talking about Star Trek. Oh, Star. Oh, no. no That's what I'm saying. No. So stop. <laughs> but but now to be fair, it's it's kind of like apples and oranges because Star Trek started off as a TV medium and it transferred to the big screen. So they took the actors from the TV and put them on screen. So it's a a big difference from Star Wars, which blew up, blew everybody's head open on screen already, and now they're trying to substitute new actors in on screen with the actors that we grew up with on screen. So th- there's the big uh, difference. It's still, sto- I'm talking about the story. I don't care how you saw it. Some people only saw Star Wars on TV and never saw it at the theater. They either liked it or they didn't. 
A lot of people didn't see Star Wars, the original movies, in the, in the big screen. They were just good-ass movies you saw on TV or VHS or DVD. So same with Star Trek. I don't care how you saw it. You either liked certain Star Treks or not. And no bearing on where you saw the shit at. Okay. Damn. All right. <laughs> what are you trying to, you trying well, to I only heard it on 8-Track, so it was a different experience when I heard it on legit, iTunes. It's, legit, it's, like, it's, it's music. To say. It's legitimate to, it, it does come into play, I think, so with a modicum of well, only uh, if you were exposed to it in that realm. But obviously, these are older materials. So some people never saw Star Trek. Uh, they only saw Star Trek on TV. Or some people only seen Star Wars on TV, whether it was a movie or a TV. I don't think they even differentiate between that. It's like, oh, this shit was good. Why was this one better than the other one? But oh, okay. Deeper stories. I like the I like the Wrath of Khan, but I only saw it on TV. Well, but that, what I'm saying is okay. Well, only on, only in 2009, Star Trek has been around since 1966. Okay. Only in 2009 did they do with what they're trying to do now with Star Wars. So I, I think that does lend something to it. Depending on who you are, sure. But I'm saying like a lot of people today's they all they know is from seeing it on TV or whatever. You know, a lot of people miss those releases. For me, Star Trek, I saw some of them at the movies. I saw a lot of it on TV. But I know which was better, in my opinion. I, was like, I, mean, I like Captain Kirk shit. And that shit looks crazy. The special effects is trash. Uh, but, but the stories was dope. It ain't got nothing to, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just better. Uh-huh. So. But I can imagine how some people say, man, Rogue One is the shit. I love that movie. <laughs> right. And I can see how some people that's not really... Yo, that was amazing. See, there you go. There you go. Yeah, but, I'm, but, but they've never seen any other thing. And it's like, this makes sense to me. I can understand this. Cool. It's just a great movie. But they don't have the context. I, you know, the, the one thing, I don't know why Rogue One. Now, now, let's just put aside. I liked it. You didn't. We understand that. But I don't understand why that couldn't have been considered. Rather than making that a Star Wars story, why not make that? episode that should have been episode one no i'm sorry no that should have been episode four they would have got they would have got their heads cut off <laughs> you know but you know what i'm saying and a new hope should have been five then six and then seven for return of the jedi because rogue one takes place literally now i don't know if i agree with this it literally takes place minutes before a new hope opens up <laughs> Yeah, but see, that would only play, you naming it episode whatever, only, again, in context, only plays to the hardcore fans, and they would cut your head off if you did that. So they, And then what you could do. They'd be see, best well, to leave that off and just call it what it was. Lucasfilm could have then re-released all them DVDs, Blu-rays. They did that already. And, it, and, then, and, then, and then made the new episode titles. <laughs> yeah, and they got the head cut off. It's a business, ain't it? But I'm saying their core fan base would have rejected that. So the business had been backfired. So they would have just been where they are now with Solo. With, so. Exactly. So why take the L <laughs> early? If you, why intentionally take the L? <laughs> well, hey, you know, they got to realize that it's that core fan base that, that ultimately matters. Uh, the new, younger fan base are, are just too fickle. And they, they'll dismiss the movie from one week to the next. Your core fan base, they're, they're there with with that core understanding they they're there for you and if you throw them a bone man they 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 will pay and they will pay a lot 
Uh, so the quicker um, that that the Star Wars franchise as a whole understands that, the more healthy it can get. Very right, basic. Yeah, you just said something very interesting. They will pay, and they pay a lot. They always show out, and I think they took they took advantage of that. And now they're realizing, yo, you can't just yes, throw them anything. They did. Like I said, uh, Solo, it's mediocre. It's a mediocre movie. I enjoyed it. It was fun. But uh, that's about as good as I can say about it, really. I mean, I, I did enjoy it. It was just mediocre. I just want to revisit something real quick. And, Mike, we kind of skirted over this. I made the point that um, we need to be careful about when we say they need to service the fans. And you said, well, I'm not talking about the SJWs now. I'm just talking about people want to see Luke Han and, and Leia. And I'm saying, you go on YouTube and you see all these videos that are made about why, uh, what's her name, Kathleen, Kathleen Kennedy ruined Star Wars. They're not talking about because of what you're saying. They're talking about they don't want to see no black people. They don't want to see no pansexuals. They don't want to see women saving it. That's what they're saying. Yeah, I so, haven't seen anyone say they don't want to see any black people. I have definitely seen the pansexual comment. But they're not I've seen come, black Star Wars fans they're on not YouTube say, say They're that. not going to come out and say that, but they're going to say they are trying to take over our Star Wars. That's the way they couch that shit. Right. Well, I'm saying I've seen black Star Wars people online talk about the pansexual stuff. Uh, again, I, I haven't seen anybody say they haven't. They don't want to see black people on Star Wars, but you're saying I just said they're not going to say that. Like, right. You're saying they're again. I don't know. How, I, I can just take your word for it. I haven't heard that. So how I don't know, how do you how do you get that but just a, go on YouTube I, go on YouTube. no I watch a lot of them but I just I haven't I don't know how you get that that's what they mean that's why I was asking <clears throat> I know this I never ever ever want to hear Lando say yoohoo again hilarious ever that did he do was, that in this movie oh yes when did he, he did. do that he did it when he called out to Han when 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 was it when they were in I think right after they they had played Sabacc or something like that. The first uh -huh. time, and he 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 kind of like snuck up on him, sort of. He was in the dark, and he said it that way. He's like, "You," I'm like, "Ah, Lando well, don't say that." I'll take and that you over. Don't say adorable. it like that. <laughs> I'll take that over. Adorable. You're so adorable, Han. Oh, that too. See that? Yeah. Well, so since we're gonna since we can go down that to the racial aspect, here, here's what Star Wars can do, though. And again, I'm enough Star Wars. I'm a Star Wars apologist. But mm. characters like Jar Jar and Finn. <laughs> oh, wow. You drew a parallel. Okay. Yeah, right? See, listen. <laughs> wow. That's cold. When people are talking about, you, you say they are meaning some underlying. Again, I just had to take your word for it. But I know what I want Star Wars to do in terms of black characters. I want to show, have them not be buffoonery type antics in the movie. In my opinion, right. Jar Jar is a buffoon. Mm -hmm. you know, I, I, and I have to slap, I slap George's hand for that. Come on, George, you better than that. What were you doing? Is he? You know, <laughs> yeah, well, I, I want to think he is. And because he had Lando, and Lando wasn't played like that. Mm -hmm. right? uh, Mace Windu wasn't played like that either. And then there are aspects of Finn that I would be acting dumb if I'm trying to ignore some of the stuff they have him doing is very questionable and he's a he can be a leading character why he has to be the buffoonery you know he wakes up bam, boom, bump his head and then he's walking with the water flaunts okay and then he's drinking the water the, you know the water with the animal and that. 
come on now, stop it, Star Wars. I'm trying to defend you here, but stop it. Don't stop there. He gets tased by Rose. T- yeah, and he can't. He got flopping his arms around. I right. can't. I can't feel my teeth. Right, can't right. Feel my teeth. See, uh, they need. They need to stop doing right that do. type of stuff. You know, if if they want to be having, we're going to elevate women to this, and well, okay, hold. I'm gonna let them hold their own nuts, but. You can, you can, while you're doing that, you can stop the buffoonery. You can do that. So I want to see the same energy that they have for all this other stuff, pansexuals, and have the same energy to not show the black characters in buffoonery situations. That would be my sort of. Right. And you know what? The thing with, with, with Finn is even worse. That's a worse one than Jar Jar, if you ask me. Because at least with Jar Jar, that's, that's George Lucas trying to appease kids and not knowing how to do it. But he, but he thought he did. And nobody was going to tell him no. So he thought, oh, this is how I'm going to relate to the little kitties out there and make them like this by doing this. Nope, wrong move. It was stupid. With Finn, yeah, he's buffoonish there. And it's not who you're trying to appease here. Who are you trying to, you make people, who are you trying to make laugh with that? I see that and I, I shake my head going, man, that's, that's dumb. That's stupid. I get Jar Jar. It's stupid. But he's trying to be, you're trying to be funny for the kids. And I don't think even the kids thought it was funny. So I, I see I see the 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 way Finn was done as even worse, and shame on Star Wars for doing that. But you know you know what is really sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Finn first came out, Mike, I think you can vouch for this. <clears throat> I was on Facebook left and right with other black men telling me, "Oh, you don't know what you're talking about." Uh, uh, what was it? Your man um, from Nerds of Color, Jamal Igel, I think his name is. He wrote a whole think piece about how Finn was a hero, someone for black men to look. I don't know if he said exactly someone for black men to look up to, but he said Finn was a hero, uh, a model for uh, for black characters in Star Wars. And I, I put out a video saying, what? What are you talking about? Well, I agree. I would agree that he is a hero. I just think his presentation in some parts is very flawed. But in terms of his actions and his heroicness, I do like. But I just think that he they 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 sort of chain him to you can't take him totally serious sometimes because he's still doing that buffoonery stuff. But he is very heroic character. I would agree with that. Uh, okay, I guess he jumps into the battle. I- he tries to save people. He cares. He was going well, to sacrifice yeah, himself. Yeah, he, he's more he's more heroic by circumstance than than by character as portrayed in there. Too much, I think. He's a, he's a hero because of what he the circumstance that he's surrounded at the time. Uh, because when when he's not surrounded by that, they make him want to run, and they make him want to just take off and, and avoid the situation, which I think is not cool. That's that's not how you're going to portray a hero. That's who you right. want to see as your hero. Right. No, that's not right. I mean, why did he? We watched my um, my wife and kid put this in last night. I wanted to catch up on Agents of Shield, but they wanted to watch the late the the Blu-ray that Mike made me buy because that documentary, which was number some bullshit. Anyway, hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I spent twenty nine ninety nine on that bullshit. I love it. I love it. <laughs> but uh, I was watching it. I'm like, this really is a bad movie. It's badly paced. The edit. I mean, that whole thing where she goes down into the hole and. It, so overwrought and and it, with Finn, it's like, does he? Why did he all of a sudden grow a pair of balls to uh, fight one of the baddest stormtroopers in the fleet, uh, Phasma? Whereas when he was on uh, what was it, Canto Bite, Negro was falling down with, with the horse things. One of them popped his head out. Oh, oh, 
oh. I'm like, what? It, what? Well, yeah, because they give him like again. But I, I was, I look at when he, you know, he picked up the saber to, to fight Kylo Ren in the first one. I was like, man, he's he's ready to get it in. He's not really qualified. Nah, he was Ob- nah, he was Obama. Then they set him up to fail. Wow. You know, you're not gonna pick him. No, yeah, that's wow. the hero. Lightsaber and fighting master. <laughs> And fighting a guy who's apprentice under one of the Sith masters. <laughs> no, but I like the fact that he picked it up and was like, "I'm gonna try anyway." That's what I'm saying. Like, no, he was outclassed, <laughs> but he was like, "He wasn't gonna sit there and let him just cut him down." And he was gonna fight for old girl. I like that. Yeah, yeah, that was, was one of the few was, heroic moments of him. That's yeah. true. He was on his glory. <laughs> you remember? Oh, oh, here shit. you go. Denzel glory. <laughs> Damn. Lord. Pow, pow, pow. Wow. <laughs> I still ride for Finn though. You just need to change it up, man. I, and I and I want uh what's my man's name? I can't think of his name all of a sudden. The real life the real life actor's name. Oh, John John Boyega. John Boyega. Boyega. I, and I want John Boyega to step up to them and say, yo, give me let's stop that. Let let me just be straight. I I, I don't need to be doing because it's just I don't know. He's a great actor, man. He can. He's a very good actor. You know, I loved him in Attack of the. Uh, what was that? Attack movie? the Block. Attack the Block. He was. I mean, he, he definitely has a. He can be the dude. So just, I hope he just says, "Yo, can we not have him do all that, you know, funny stuff? And just have him be that guy for once." But then he'd probably be like, "Well, you look at the check, you'd be like, ah, well, what scene you got next for people?" <laughs> I was, now wait, I was supposed to trip at what? How many steps do you take for a trip? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> hey, um, did did you guys realize, just off topic, but did you guys realize that the actor who plays Hux, I, Dom, was it? I forget his name, but he was the guy, I just saw Ex Machina recently. He's this guy that was starting yeah, yeah. that. Yeah. He's in another with, movie, too, but I with, did realize uh, that. Poe, with uh, Poe Dameron, uh, Oscar Isaacs. Right. He's in another movie too that I wasn't aware of that recently just saw. I, I can't I don't have it in front of me, but yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Star Wars. Any other last things you want to say about Star Wars? Nope. Uh I mean I, I don't know. Uh, let me ask you guys this question and answering that question. Do you think because there's this long drawn out scene as most of the scenes are in that movie where Kylo Ren's like, and I think you talked about this, Mike, Kylo was a cold piece. Oh, I, I saw your parents. Yeah, you're nothing. Yeah, you're nothing. <laughs> <laughs> do you think Kylo's lying, or do you think Ray is going to be? It's going to be revealed in the next movie one that her parents is somebody to be like. Oh, it's somebody that we know. That's hmm. you know what I'm saying. You know what? I've thought about that. I think here's. I think that Ryan Johnson has Kylo telling her the truth, and I think that the well, no, it's going to be Ryan Johnson again, huh? Who does the third one? The last one? No, JJ. Okay, and I think JJ is going to shit all over that and say, nah, I know Ryan Johnson wanted for Kylo to be telling the truth, but no, he ain't telling the truth. That's what I think. Just like they crapped all over JJ, JJ's going to crap all over his again. Yeah. So you think think JJ's going to undo what a lot of what Ryan did? Is that what you're saying? Uh, At least on that particular bit, yes. Well, what other characters are in the franchise now that it would be a surprise to find out if. You know, if it's someone that we would know, who who could it possibly be? It's not going to be Luke, I hope, or and Leia, or not not I mean not Luke and Leia, uh, Luke and someone else, right? Look, we're going to try to surprise anything on that. Um, 
What's the one that I heard? Obi Wan. Let it be Obi Wan. All right. If you're gonna surprise anybody, but then again, why are you gonna connect the dots like that? I don't think it I, really I, I would agree. I would agree. I don't think it matters anymore. So who you know? It, it mattered for me for a moment, and the moment that that he said that he, that it, they're nobody, I thought okay, I can I can take that. But then I can also believe he's telling them that just to mess with her, and it doesn't matter regardless. So I, I don't really care at this point as far as who. I kind of don't. Need, I think you know what? I think you're right. I don't care. And the thing is, the reason I don't care is because I don't really care about the franchise at this point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let I'll me, go watch the movies, but, you know. Let me throw this in. I think I had seen a video about this. This is a supposed plot leak of that movie. And I'm just going to cold read some of this. Uh, it says the film is set two months in a year from episode eight. The Resistance and the New Republic have merged to create the New Rebellion, and this New Rebellion looks back to the original one for inspiration as the one who overthrew the Empire and wishes to overthrow <clears throat> in its footsteps. Um, after its formation, there were multiple attacks on the rebuilt supremacy and an attack <clears throat> on the new Supreme Leader Kylo Ren's life. All of these attacks were successful, successfully repelled, and the New Republic, the New Rebellion, was weakened significantly. Kylo Ren's official coronation ceremony was delayed until the start of the film. During the opening crawl, all of this is explained, plus the fact that General Leia Organa has died. She died mainly of natural causes, though uh, analysts found that it was the lack of oxygen she had during the previous attack on her ship in Episode 8. Paul Dameron is, has apparently been elected leader of the First Order. The film starts with two scenes, both mimicking each other in nature as we have Leia's funeral and Kylo Ren's coronation ceremony. Both involve a large crowd of people and a narrow alleyway with a progression at Leia's funeral. The progression are people taking the coffin and laying flowers on it beside Han Solo's tomb. In the coronation ceremony, guards are taking a large golden mask to Kylo Ren and he is about to put it on. The guards look strange, like none we've seen before. Uh, there's a comment by Hux. Where are the others? This is because these other guards are actually on a mission. The mission is revealed to be an attack on the resistance ship, the same one Leah's funeral is being held aboard. During the funeral, the ship shakes as multiple First Order ships dock and invade. Finn, Poe, and Ray, who are at the funeral, get into battle stances, and a fight begins as the First Order troops invade the hallways and get to the <coughs> ceremony site. There is a gunfire over Leia's coffin. The attack is successful, successfully defended, but another group appears led by one of Kylo Ren's sinister guards. He seems to have force powers, but does not wield a lightsaber. Rey defeats him after some time and scavenging his identification, finds that he is a part of a group called the Knights of Ren. In his dying breath, the Knights of Ren tells Rey about much of the organization they are former students of Luke Skywalker who destroyed his academy under the leadership of Kylo Ren. Mm. Seeing the strength of one of the Knights of Ren, Rey vows to defeat them all. Poe confirms that these knights were responsible for a leading a number of successful First Order attacks, which significantly weakened the New Rebellion. In her dreams later on, Rey encounters the ghost of Luke Skywalker, who trains her once more through her dreams. Likewise, the ghost of Snoke appears to Kylo Ren, in his oh. private room while being coordinated. Kylo Ren is fearful and approaches the spirit slowly. Snoke smiles at Kylo Ren, tells him he did it. Kylo is shocked and confused as to what this means. Snoke laughs by telling, by killing Snoke, Kylo went further 
in his strength than ever before, and crowning himself as supreme leader, Kylo inherited his power. The ghost of Snoke evaporates in the thin air before confining itself into a small black ring. Kylo picks it up and places it on one of his fingers. Rey crafts a new lightsaber on Octu. She makes two crystals and is made into a double-sided lightsaber. Rey and the Resistance launch attacks on each of the First Order bases on several planets and ships. Rey duels and kills each of the Knights of Ren. I don't want to jump over here. So, no spoilers. <laughs> well, again, we don't know if this is true or not, but uh, I, it, during one of the battles... Oh, during one of the battles, Ray and Finn learn that General Hux has planned to build a new Starkiller base, Lord, oh, great. which is to be the form of a ship. They later learn this is what is now the new supremacy. Poe makes it his mission to destroy the reactor weapon on the supremacy. He leads a dangerous X-Wing mission to destroy it. He's successful, but finds out it's the wrong weapon. Hux misled them by planning the wrong information. Now using the reactor gun, he fires it at the X-Wing fleet destroying it and killing Poe in the process. The Resistance is furious and sends their biggest fleet to supremacy. Finn is elected leader of the Resistance and gives a charismatic, charismatic speech to invoke the truth or inspire the truth. You say Finn is elected leader of the Resistance? Yes. After right. a space battle <laughs> with Ray and Finn on a number of troops, a number of troops inf infiltrates their supremacy. Notably, other fodder on the ship includes Chewbacca. This group fight their way through the supremacy, get to the reactor core, but not before the gun fires on multiple resistance worlds, destroying them. They are about to destroy the core when we see a chrome-clad stormtrooper appears. It is Captain Phasma, and it is revealed she survived the fall when the original part of the supremacy was destroyed. We can now see her face as half of the helmet has been destroyed. Finn tells Ray to confront the Supreme Leader and finish this. Finn kills Phasma, a.k.a. again, in a gunfight. In the hallway to the Supreme Leader's new throne room, Ray encounters Hux and some troops and another gunfight occurs. Finn comes with more troops to back Ray. Hux flees last minute into the throne room next to Kylo Ren himself. Kylo Ren invites Ray and Finn in. We see the rest of the Knights of Ren. A good number of them protect Kylo Ren. There is much dialogue between Kylo Ren and Ray as Ray tries to win him over. There's a brief duel between the two before Kylo Ray sucks up to Ren. They hug each other. This has to be some bullshit. This is going on way. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't need to hear no more. Well, I, I, I'm jumping way ahead. This is a, it says uh, Ray struggles in her battle, but manages to cut Kylo Ren's hand off with the ring on. This stops his rage as they're battling. Kylo sucks up to her once again. Ray slashes off his mask, and the two look at each other with deep sorrow of what could have been a great friendship. Finn is left with no choice but to explode the supremacy. He has bombers destroy much of the ship and says to Ray to leave with him. Uh, somebody named Ben, it, oh, I guess that's Kylo. Ben explains that Ray was never a nobody. She was the daughter of one of Luke's students he killed, an extremely talented one called. Come on, Ernie, you can guess who this name would be. Well, <laughs> no, I don't know. Myra. Ooh. Oh, Myra Jade? <laughs> yeah, Myra ended up as Luke's wife. Ben Solo, Myra, Myra Jade, okay. Yeah. Ben Solo apologizes to the Resistance and disbands the First Order formally. Celebrations go around as the First Order is unificially defeated. 
and all colonies. Ben and Ray form an implied romantic attachment and go off searching for Myra. They find her where she explains the whole story to them. I could sort of believe some of this part. Who is, I don't know Myra. She's not in any of the movies, in I the, take it. In no. the expanded universe books, Myra Jade is married to Luke Skywalker. Myra Jade was actually, I think she was called the, Haunt, the Hand of Thrawn. Yeah, no, she was the Emperor's hand. hand. The Emperor's hand. She was actually some chick that the Palpatine had kind of doing shit in the background. I think she's like as strong as a Jedi. I can't remember. Something like that, yeah. But she goes on to get married to Hans, uh, to Luke, and they actually have kids. Or they have Ben. I think Ben's, is Ben Skywalker? Yes. Yeah, so I mean, you can see where some of the the movie sort of does pull some of these. But there's another Ben as well? There's another? Well, yeah, actually, they have their own child, and they call him Ben, which you can kind of see how they probably pulled Kylo Ren as that person for the movies. You know, they started pulling certain things from those books that they want to use and just flipping it on its ear. So I could kind of believe them trying to somehow explain that there is a Myra Jade. Uh, and a matter of fact, isn't in the last Jedi novelization, I don't know if you've heard this or read this, Ernie, there's a whole, uh, I don't know if it's a dream sequence or a flash forward sequence of Luke Skywalker, and he is married. And he talks, he's talking about like his wife and stuff. It's in the hmm. actual book of The Last Jedi. I, I haven't read it. So I'll take your word for it, but yeah. And I can't remember if they named her Myra in that, but that would sort of be the clue that they could probably pull I, this hand out. I thought Jedi weren't supposed to get, become involved with the relationships, though. Well, those early Jedi. The early well, I'm talking about you know before Luke and all that, yeah. But after that, they they it's cool for them to. Well, I mean, they, obviously, they felt a lot of things that the Jedi did were wrong. So, oh, so they was kind of on the Vatican too. And sure, <laughs> <laughs> whatever that means. But yeah. So y'all read, I read. <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. So I mean, I'm not gonna go into the rest of this. There's a lot here. But that would be interesting. And so to go on to your question of it, who would they tire into? I could see see them trying to that would be the only thing that would make some sort of sense to say she's somehow related to that character. That would explain her force powers. That would be surprising. Yeah. That would be surprising, yeah. And I'm reading this is from Reddit, so you take this what it is. This was supposedly a plot leak from twenty three days ago. But I have seen this referenced in some videos uh, that go into these types of things. Mm. We will see. We will see. All right. Uh, Then it says says, many years later, Ray has trained a large batch of students and ghost Luke and Ben are proud of her. Finn has become a fully fledged Jedi. And there's a particularly strong Jedi boy called Tarum Blagg who is now seen as the future of the Jedi as the remains of the first order formed to become something new. Blag looks to the skies with Ray saying a new Jedi oath. I wonder if Blag is that little boy from the end of this one. The end of, uh, yeah. yeah. How does Finn become a Jedi? I don't know. I don't know. know. (laughs) See that he becomes a Jedi due to the product of some poor writing on his part in the first two <laughs> movies. That's how he becomes a Jedi. Pretty so you have to redeem it somehow. Well, he's the black dude, so he 
he gets some of that good shit and it opens up a whole new world. Uh, <laughs> there's some notes at the end of this. It says uh, most people on this Reddit who claim to be leakers were all part of Lucasfilm at one point in the storyboarding. This was the original storyboard the other guy posted. You know, the one, the guy who particularly popular at the moment, even though it's bullshit. There will be a new black female lead who will serve as Finn's love interest and wife once he settles down. New additional cast includes bands of aliens, CGI actors. The reason why I say it's bullshit is because we changed the storyboard several times so much that J.J. Abrams, when he arrived, went back and completely changed the story. So there are features here and there he used from the previous storyboard, but this is the final one from what I know. Hmm. I don't know what. Okay. This is the poster, I guess, sort of saying this is some of the ones you heard before or fall. I, you know, I've realized some of these are probably guys who do work there and, you know, doing these things anonymously and they post different shit from the movie. But again, you never know if they've gotten fired since then or if the story has changed, obviously, a little bit. But you take it as it is. Now, if some of these guys who be posting this shit, you can go look back at some of the shit and you be like, hey, he was absolutely right. You know, after the movie came out, uh, there was a recent leak on the new Avengers movie that just got posted up which would be a very interesting movie if it is true. But I think we have ran out of Star Wars conversation. Uh, <laughs> so there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Well, we just had a, a Star Wars symposium. We got into it, talked about all our opinions and theories and all that good stuff. So with that, Q Storm, where can they find you online? <clears throat> you can find me on Red Shirts. A Star Trek podcast. I said Star Trek podcast on Facebook. <laughs> you can go to my YouTube page, see some more red shirt stuff there. But uh, go to YouTube and search under real, R-E-E-L, QStorm.com. Or search under red shirts. You'll find a whole page there. And you can find us on Twitter at redshirt1701. All right. Ernie, where can people find you online? Very simple. You can find me on uh, Facebook, Ernie Wiles. That last name is W-Y-L-E-S. Um, hit me up. Talk some Star Wars. Not a problem. All right. Of course, you can find us here at podcastjuice.net. Also, check out the Prince Podcast. You can look us up on iTunes. You can look us up on uh, Stitcher. Also, YouTube. And a shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much. And as I always say, work it like a job. May the force be with you.